Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where we have good news if you are an England fan. Finally, the batters have turned up. Johnny Bairstow, young Johnny Bairstow, or old Johnny Bairstow, middle-aged Johnny Bairstow, racks up a century. He becomes, I think Max, the third highest number of centuries maker from England. (laughs) Does this make sense? Uh, (laughs) Do you want to put that into an acronym? (laughs) Yeah. Um, that we've had since 2000 behind Vaughan um, and somebody else who I don't care about. It's all looking like roses. England are going to draw. The 4-0 is over. Or the 5-0 is on. The 4-0 is on. The 5-0 is over. I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Max Rowe-Brown, who has got a Stuart Broad-style headband on. How are you doing, Max? Yeah, well, I've, I, uh, I did some exercise this morning and uh, and had I've, my hair is far too long, so I had to have a headband to keep my hair out of my face and uh, straight onto the pod after that. Very good, so, and that's the explanation. And after a, a test off, rest and rotation on the cricket podcast, we've got Dan Weston. How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> yeah, I am good. I don't have the same problem as Max though with hair in my head. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And before we get going, we will have a quick word from our sponsor for this test: Serious Cricket. And um, get ten percent off your cricket equipment using the code TCP10 at SeriousCricket.co.uk. Head over there now. You know you can browse and listen to the pod. All in one go uh, and get yourself ready for the new season. Max, um, Ross isn't here to do his reads today, but he has left it to you. So um, in your capable hands rests um, this this key message. The uh, the sponsorship message. Yes. Um, well, yeah. So Serious Cricket, uh, they've seen the light and sponsored our daily shows, offering 10%, as Jack said, with code TCP10 on their website. So, uh, you know, if you're like us, you'll be turning your attention to winter nets in the season ahead. But you don't want to turn up without some new gear, do you? Some new shiny shoes or or maybe you can finally buy uh, buy a box so you don't have to use team box, which is uh, <laughs> a real problem in I Don't Like Cricket Club. So, uh, so that's that's something to think about. And uh, you know, we we've we've had the pleasure of the the cricket podcast affiliate cricket team. I don't like cricket club has uh, had the pleasure of wearing the serious cricket gear since we started. Um, 
kit's excellent and uh, the uh, the kit's excellent and the um, uh, the service has always been really good as well. So uh, yeah, can't uh, can't say enough good stuff about them. And um, oh, and next day delivery in the UK as well, and uh, and overseas shipping if uh, if needed. And yeah. um, shall I move on to the other messages then? Uh, yeah, do 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 the message message. Do, do the whole yeah. lot. Yeah. 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 Like and subscribe on YouTube. Click the bell button because that tells you what we're doing, apparently. Um, and then head over to Instagram and Twitter at the Cricket Pod to get in touch, ask your questions. And Patreon is patreon.com forward slash the Cricket Pod, where you can uh, get your get your questions answered, guaranteed answering of questions, IPL data, and and possibly some new offerings um, as we start the new year, as we look to uh, expand our our Patreon, our media um, empire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have. But we had another Patreon. I'll, I'll read that out a little later in the show. I don't have it up in front of me. We had someone else signed up yesterday, so that's that's good. Um, be the next person to sign up. Help run the cricket podcast. You are the lifeblood of what we do here. Uh, and I, I don't think I said it at the top of the show. We're going to talk a little bit about South Africa v India um, and the the historic win for the Proteas, as people have been saying. Um, it was a re- really good Test match and a really good battle by Dean Elgar and the boys. But we will do we'll do the Ashes first, um, because as Paul Newman says in the chat, some fight for England, uh, but too late unfortunately. But let's talk about the fight, Max. Um, what happened? Uh, well, Jack, yesterday Ross and I were on team England are going to get blown away, and you were on team Zach Crawley's going to score a hundred and it's all going to be fine. Um, we were kind of both wrong and both right at the same time, weren't we? England got completely blown away as they ended up 36 for four. Joe Root's New Year's resolution is to not score any runs because he got a bit bored of doing that last mm-hmm. year. Um, Milan snaffled down the leg side and our openers can't play a straight ball properly. Uh, left us in a little bit of a pickle. And the other thing you said yesterday was that perhaps uh, the the luck has turned. Perhaps this is the time for England to have all their luck and uh, and I think Ben Stokes used all of it up in one go, being dropped by Pat Cummins, being bowled but not actually out as the bail wasn't removed. And um, and that allowed him to put together a battling 50 uh, whilst fighting off a, a, a nasty-looking side strain. And Johnny Bairstow, young, middle-aged Johnny Bairstow, wonderful century for him. The uh, the first time anyone has, uh, well, any English player has managed that this series. And um, and a pretty pretty impressive innings all around. Took the fight to the Aussies towards the end as as, uh, as the wickets were were running out. Looked um, looked solid against Nathan Lyon as well. It was uh, it was a good innings from Johnny Bairstow and very much needed to uh, save England from what was looking like being a very very embarrassing day out once again. Um, and a little bit of a, a rearguard action from Mark Wood who. Uh, decided to pepper sixes off Pat Cummins, becoming the first person to score three sixes off Pat Cummins in a test innings. Um, That's a nice accolade for him. Saw England through the day. Who'd have thought? England batted a day against Australia. 258 for seven. Two days left. Rain around. Like you say, Jack, you you think draw's got to be the the favourite now? Well, it is the favourite. It's the 70% favourite. But Um, we can can still mess it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there's six sessions to go. I reckon we're going to lose at least one to rain. If they if they can bat for ten overs in the morning, it's it's almost over, isn't it? You know, that's that's the, the the dream. The dream is on from an England <laughs> England perspective. Um, Dan, we talk a lot about weird selections and so on, and 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 Bearstow sort of being on that list of players that we've been curious about. Like, what is the justification for this man that keeps failing? 
to be in the team. Has he answered us? Has he answered our strongest? Has he answered his strongest critics? You know where I'm going with this one. No, I don't. Um, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're going to take it back. So I'm sorry, Besto. Is that where you're going? <laughs> Oh, I'm not actually. First of all, point of order, I, I, I'm not giving England credit for bat in the day. They only batted 65 overs. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like, it was like 25. They five overs yesterday. Yes, I'm saying 70, 70 total, so 65 mm. today. It's not full day, it's two sessions pretty much. So, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose England fans are going to take any satisfaction that where they can get it. And that's what they've done with Johnny Besto. I mean, the, Twitter this morning is a blaze of, of comments saying, uh, well, you know, I went as back to Ernie Best. What a great player and all this stuff, this complete after timing. Uh, and I don't, I don't really see it. Um, for me, the, the Twitter celebrations of Best, though, is the equivalent of going mad over a footballer scoring a worldie when his team was three nil down, having already been relegated. Um, but yeah. I also wanted to talk a bit about the probability distribution curve. I think we've spoken about that a bit before. And basically, if you average, say, 30 in test cricket, you all have X percent of chance of scoring 100 in the match, probably like 5% or something like that. And, and that will rise if you average 40, you'll have a higher percentage chance of scoring 100. Now, now because a 5% event happens, it doesn't really make you any better or much better than when you started. I mean, so for example, let's say Bairstow had an expected average of 30. He might have a 5% chance of scoring a ton. Now he might have an expected average of like 32 and he might have like 5.3% chance of scoring a ton in his next innings. So it doesn't really make any impact on, on whether I think a player is a good player or a bad player or whether they answer their critics or they don't answer their critics. The only way that they can, they can answer their critics is consistent performance. And, and he, and he hasn't done that. So let's see, let's see if he can do this. Um, we know that now that having scored an unbeaten time will definitely play about three more series. So, um, we'll see. I was just looking at his stats on um, Crick Info. I hadn't realised how much he played. He played 10 tests in 2019, 9 in 2021, uh, averaged 18.5 and 24.4. Um, on that trajectory, though, if he gets 33% better each year, average of 32, 33 this year, he will. that would be good. So, Max, I'm calling it now. It's the year of best, though. Um, right. By the time he's 40, he's going to be averaging more than Don Bradman. <laughs> <laughs> um... Max, Max, over to you. Best though, I mean, for, for, for the points Dan, Dan, Dan's are making, which are, which are good. And we should acknowledge that this, this particular innings, um, was well played by him, particularly against Nathan Lyon, right? He, mm. he, if he has a strength in test cricket, it, it is spin bowling, um, not at, uh, Ahmedabad. Um, but, <laughs> um, That's um no and and he he did he he punished line um he I, I think you know before he got to on his way to fifty he scored most of his boundaries off off of nathan lyon um and and actually for once put the Australian spinner under a bit of pressure in this series yeah uh we 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 have to congratulate Johnny Burstow for his hundred because he did score it and it and it was a good one it doesn't mean yeah as Dan says doesn't mean you have to then go around and say, well, he scored this hundred now he's uh, he's the man to fill that order because that that would be to uh, dispense of all the evidence that we've accrued over the last two years, as you said. And um, and also, I do love starting a Friday morning with uh, discussions about probability uh, distribution curves. That's that's a lovely way to start. <laughs> um, 
yeah, the, we, England. I mean, it wasn't really. There wasn't much there for for Nathan Lyon, was there? It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't going to be one of the more troubling days of of Nathan Lyon. And and those are the days where England's batsmen need to perform like that and get on top of it. I bit a little bit like what KP said. A little, possibly a little more measured than what KP said on Twitter, which was someone needs to batter Nathan Lyon or, or whatever. Um, you know, it might be easy for KP with what he was. With, with, with his qualities against offspin, England's middle order uh, less so. But Johnny Bairstow came in and he, he he did do that. He got on top of him. He used his feet well. He kept the runs ticking. Scored scored you know reasonable uh, reasonably frequent boundaries. Put the pressure on Nathan Lyon, and that's uh, what England really need to do in those situations because what he's he's there to tie up that end and allow Australia to rotate those fast bowlers and keep them fresh and and cause England trouble. So if you take that option away, it removes. Well, I guess plan A for the middle overs for Australia. So that's, I mean, that's the importance of, of I guess, understanding um, the the situation in the game. And um, and but, yeah, Bersto, Bersto did that very well. So uh, plaudits, plaudits to him. Five point nine and over. Uh, Lion went four today. Seventy one from twelve overs. So he did not that's, tie that end down. That's Bessian statistics. Yes, it, it is. Um, the oh, other. Gary. Yeah, the other the other England batter to 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 score runs was Ben Stokes, who's I don't want to say a maligned figure on this tour, but people had started to question why why he was there if he was injured or or not quite firing. Um, he was definitely injured last night, but uh, he he produced the goods nine nine fours one six in a total of sixty six. He was dealing mainly in boundaries there. Looked, every one of those looked painful, didn't it? Yeah. Um, Real grit and determination from him, isn't it, Max? Or wasn't it, Max? Yeah, well, you could see visibly the the pain he was in, especially uh, especially the heave ho shots, pull shots, and um, and the uh, leg side um, wouldn't, wouldn't say swats, and I wouldn't say drives. You know, somewhere in between. Uh, every time he was grimacing and and pulling up, and the uh, the fact that he was not only the fact that he was able to carry on, but the fact that he was able to carry on and score sixty was it sixty six. Um, but uh, you know, it's a testament to him and and his character. But we shouldn't be surprised because if uh, for Ben Stokes, that is that's what he does, isn't it? He's a he's a fighter. Um, whatever you say about him coming into the side on the back of not really having any cricket and all that time off, he was never going to not give everything and, um, and and put it on the line. And I I suppose in a situation like England, where maybe. Yeah, they can say they expected to win the Ashes, but uh, did anyone really expect us to win the Ashes? A bit of gut fight and guts in the middle of the team is probably um, probably well needed. So from that point of view, worth worth having him around. Um, I'm surprised Australia didn't do a bit more though to try and you know capitalise on the fact that he was clearly struggling. They, were, they still bowled quite full a lot, which was about the only place he could hit the ball without being in pain. I'm surprised there wasn't a bit more in it. His sort of ribs and and that kind of thing. Maybe Australia are bored of winning. <laughs> so we shouldn't discount that. Um, subconsciously, obviously, they're not actually like, oh, Christ, we've got to, we're going to win again, are we? Um, no, I, I, but maybe subconsciously. Right, let's give them a chance. Um, a chance they didn't give earlier in the day as they reduced England to 33 for four, uh, or 30, 36 for four, uh, mm. rather than three sixes. What's the difference? Um, Scott Boland picked up two more wickets. Uh, Dan, was he a player on your radar? We were talking about how he sort of seemingly came from nowhere to dominate at the the MCG. Um, bowled, bowled really well again here at Sydney. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Um, in terms of being on my radar, uh, he's 
He's someone I know has had some pretty decent domestic numbers for for a couple of years. But at the end of the day, you know, he's he's almost 33 years old. So the chances of a career breakthrough are, are pretty low. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously he's seized his chances. He's done amazing in the, in, in the, given the opportunities he's had. But do I see him being a, a, a long-term test player? Probably not. No, I think that's that that's fair, but we should enjoy it while while it's happening. I think because he he yeah, seems it's, to be... it's always great. Yeah, it's always great to see like this like unheralded guy come out and and do really really well. I mean, wouldn't it be great to see Darren Stevens do the same and for England? <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> well, you know, like yeah, I imagine it's it's not it's not it's not. I think we should we should give him a game, a testimonial game. I I oh. I don't disagree, Max. Uh, what are you gonna say, Dan? Oh. This is, this is things that Australia are picking the players who are, who are especially at the MCG, were, were most suitable for the task at hand. Whereas England are picking players for like four years' time, which is a series they're probably going to lose anyway. I have so, wondered yeah. this. I have genuinely wondered this recently, um, looking around the world and how doctored some home pitches are and, and how difficult it is to win away. Why England don't just fully lean into like four 75 mile an hour dibbly doublers and, and make yeah, it completely like, different to cricket anywhere else on the globe. Yeah, get like Darren Stevens, Chris Rushworth and, and a few others. Yeah, and, maybe, uh, look, maybe uh, that's the answer. Maybe instead of making the county championship more like cricket in Australia, they should make test cricket more like cricket in the county championship. Well, considering England the bottom of the World Test Championship at the moment, yeah, uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a solution to get them off the bottom of that at least. Um, Max, did you fear the worst at 36 for four or, or were you confident that, um, that England would dig themselves out of that hole? <laughs> I, had, oh, I had every confidence in, uh, in Johnny Bairstow to uh, see it through to the end of the day, Jack. As you know, I'm a massive fan of his selection in the side. Um, it was... It was pretty bad, wasn't it? It didn't. It did not look good. I think perhaps the turning point was Ben Stokes getting bold and, and not being and, out. And not well, being like out. I, I said that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, the that's great reversal. The moment, the moment where you thought maybe England might have a have a sniff because they're the sorts of things, aren't they? I mean, obviously we're, we're going far away from logic and uh, and how things in the world actually work. But you know, every now and then you get one of those moments that you it does sort of focus the mind a bit and and. Uh, and, and gets people to actually start, you know, concentrating and playing proper cricket. Unlike the uh, first uh, four wickets that England lost, which, I mean, let's be honest, it wasn't, they weren't got out, were they? Uh, Milan, maybe. Yeah. But ironically, the only one you could possibly argue got out was Milan, because there was a trap set there, and, and it M- worked. Milan but, got I mean, a real going over by Green there. That yeah. was, he, he was a, a few short balls, wrapped him on the gloves, and eventually got him strangled down the leg side that was that was actually quite good bowling i the others hamid just no uh, hamid well hamid was dropped i don't don't think it was quite the ball before but he was dropped just before he Mm. he was bowled probably Um, was that off a noble yesterday anyway yeah it's looking it's pretty bad it's looking less and less likely that hamid's going to be a long-term solution for england i can't say it i can't see him even going to the west indies and you know, this was obvious. Before, this was obvious before he even started. Before he was even picked, yeah, he was going to struggle in this series. It was. It, was, it, it didn't take a rocket scientist to work that one out. And and when you when you people talk about the definition of insanity being the same, doing the same things over and over again and different results, this is this is almost like a, an upgraded version of that, where you're picking players with no logic whatsoever and expecting different results. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I feel a bit sorry for him. 
I, I, I can't. I can't see what he's supposed to do because his game's so obviously not suited to 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 where he is playing. Um, and, and this is the whole point that that at no point, no at no stage do I ever say that that's his fault. It's it's their fault for putting him in a situation where he's likely to fail. Yeah, um, I. It's it's an interesting, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, particularly if you look at the, if you look at the two openers, all this planning that's gone in, it's another area where. I don't know if they bottled it at the last minute or or what exactly has happened, but but clearly well, England had a plan from two early plan. in 2020 to have Dom Sibley and Rory Burns opening the batting for for this series, and now we've yeah. got Zach Crawley and Hasib Hamid. I mean, Crawley might have been in there as number three or a backup opener. He wasn't out of the picture completely. I mean, they they obviously think Crawley's a project player that's worth persisting with. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if that's that they're correct, but but he's he's not outside of the plan. But I I don't think at any point they expected Hasib Hamid to be to be there, and well, he looks pretty undercooked. There's there's two two big problems there, aren't there? the The first one is that I kind of agree with Stuart Broad in that you're like, why are you planning two years in ahead with, with this kind of thing? Like, who knows what can happen in two years? I mean, we've had two years of a fucking pandemic, like. You know, having a two-year plan for the Ashes doesn't doesn't really fit with uh, with with that. I think you kind of just have to sort of see how things. You know, maybe a one-year plan, uh, but two years is pushing it. And then the other thing is, if you're going to have a two-year plan, stick to your guns at least, and don't then throw in, like you say, Hasib Hamid, who what came in for a couple of tests at the end of the summer as a reactionary move, and. That hasn't given him the opportunity, given what we've said about the obvious difficulty he's going to have playing in Australia with low hands and, and all, all the rest. You haven't given him an opportunity to practice some things that might make it a bit easier for him to play in Australia because we've just suddenly decided, oh, you're going to Australia now, despite the fact that we were planning to be doing something completely different. It's, it's the, but they've got it both sides of it that they've got wrong. The act yeah. like planning for two years and then not actually following through with that plan. Although I still think the two-year plan, Jack, was we're going to Australia with Archer and Wood, and that's it. That's all. That's the only that's plan. The whole plan. That, <laughs> that was the plan. You're right. You're right. Archer, Wood, Stone. That would probably have been their plan. Unfortunately, you're you're well, especially with the case of the latter two, but also Archer to some degree, relying on three players who are extremely injury prone. Yeah, I look. I, I um, well, yeah. I I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's that is all all correct. Um, I do want to take a second to talk about Stuart Broad outburst. Was it an outburst or or what Stuart Broad said uh, yesterday? Uh, which which was effectively you can you could I'll read it out. You can just dissect loads on this trip, but first innings runs is where you live in Test cricket. We failed to deliver that. It doesn't matter what bowlers you play if you're getting bowled out for 140. That might be a bit brutal, but that's the truth in Test cricket. And he also said instead of looking ahead at what's what is coming next year in the winter, uh, the next Ashes series. Actually, can we get back to the real basics of what's ahead of us right now? Sometimes when your brain leads you too far away from what's in front of you, you're not focused on delivering what you need to deliver in that test. We don't know what the world of cricket is going to look like in June or next November, but can we win tomorrow uh, and the next opportunity that is in front of us? That should be the real focus for the England cricket team uh, going forward. It's well and good planning for the Ashes or the next away Ashes, looking at the World Test Championship, but if you don't win the battle in front of you, it's irrelevant. Max, that's pretty extraordinary, isn't it, for for your senior player 
to come out and effectively hose the whole yeah uh, he's the whole the whole unit the, entire <laughs> the, the, the management yeah what is this um is this is he angling for the job? Maybe that's why he wants to retire. Well, maybe that's where the rumours from, from retiring from playing are coming Captain, from. He wants he wants to take Captain over Ward. as um as, as coach. Um, did, you, did you? What did you make of that? I well, I like like I said just now. I mean, I I find it hard to disagree with him. Like they're all logical points, and Stuart Broad always struck me as a fairly. Uh, um, well, a man with his head screwed on to a certain degree, let's say, when when he actually sits down and thinks about things calmly. Right? Um, and um, I, I I can't I can't disagree with him with him too much. I mean, obviously you have to plan ahead a bit. Like you can't just do away with all future planning. But I can see where exactly where he's coming from. With the, I mean, obviously he's got a better idea of well, of, you know, of of how things are going inside um, the England England cricket team and. Oh yeah, obviously you have to think about actually winning the tests that you're you're playing, um, because you know the, the <laughs> it's it's obvious, isn't it? They're there, so you, you need to play those games and you need to win them. And if you do win them, that gives you a better platform to go on and actually plan what you want to do next, as opposed to fiddling around with with everything to try and aim for some future target that's not you know not particularly well defined. Um, I. Uh, it's just yeah, I I I I love that he's come out and said it. I think that's, that's excellent. He said exactly so what he thought publicly. <laughs> you don't see that in I any sport. They like no. you're, you're media trained and then you're supposed to not say what you think. Oh well, you know yeah, the man's well, been trying. Stuart Broad will get. <laughs> Stuart Broad's going to be dropped for the home game against Liverpool now. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was pretty good. I mean, obviously he picked up the the wickets and so on. Um, should we talk a little bit about what might happen in in the rest of the test and and where where we think things might be heading? Unless anyone's got anything else from today, it did rain a lot. Yeah, I just want to add, add to to the volume about how great that was from Stuart Broad. Like you don't see it in professional cricket that a player to say that and and. And it was so strong. But he's spot on. Well, that's a, that's a man who knows the management isn't going to be there next year, isn't it's it? It's absolutely right. Uh, and I mean, Australia did that horses for courses with, with, with Scott Boland. Worked out pretty well. How about England? Like I said, try and win a few games first before you think about four years' time. <laughs> I mean, it's just bizarre. I mean, I'm all for long-term planning. And, you know, that's, that's kind of my role at Leicestershire to some degree. But... You've got to win matches too. You have to have some form of confidence. You can't just, you can't just see, okay, well, it's going to be all right in four years' time. But we've seen it's not all right in four years' time <laughs> yeah. because they're currently, currently, uh, well, we like, uh, we like a football and... analogy, don't we? Imagine a manager coming in to take over Man United and being like, look, I've got this great plan where we're going to win the quadruple in eight years. <laughs> but you don't think you, you forget to actually pick a team for the, for the first two seasons and you get relegated. You're not, not standing <laughs> a job, are you? That's the thing. I mean, and, and, and it's a pretty smart manage, management technique sometimes to buy you time when you talk about that that long term plan and stuff as well. Try and get patience from from the directors or whatever. But it obviously hasn't worked this time at all. Um, and I can basically from from Broad's comments, I assume that he's fully in favour of a Stevens, Rushworth, Anderson, and Broad lineup for the first <laughs> match with, the, the, with the ball. Yeah, take that, New Zealand. Um, right, fellas, tomorrow. In fact, before we talk about tomorrow um, and go on to talk about India, feed South Africa, we might have to lose Max. He's got a chair mm. meeting at, at nine. Um, 
what are our predictions for tomorrow? Are England are England going to carry on heroically batting? Maybe make it to the full ninety overs so that they can say we 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 have technically lasted a day here. Um, are they going to secure the draw, Max? Uh, I think we will be in a position where we have to bat for a day. A day. A, yeah, I think Australia will probably uh, finish us off reasonably quickly. And then they're going to come out and try and smash the ball all over the place for, uh, for well, I don't know, a session, and then um, stick us in. There are hundred and There are hundred and fifty-eight behind England. Um, I think they'll want if they can get that down to one twenty. I think that they'll be pretty confident that they can they can draw this. I think Australia will need quick wickets in the morning, and the weather forecast isn't getting any better. Like it, it's 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 gonna there's gonna be more overs. Lost yeah, to, I mean, Australia want to win this, and to win this, they've got to play aggressive cricket, and I think it should. Be, I think it could be quite exciting. Well, we will see. I, I think boring draw. Dan, have you have you got any thoughts? Um, well, I said before the series that uh, the score was going to be something nil with something dependent on the weather, <laughs> and, and, I, and I still hold with that. Really, um, yeah, it's it's the rain is going to save England. If 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 anything saves England, it won't be their batting; it will be the rain. Uh, if they have to bat a day, they, I, I would say that the chances of them surviving it are very, very low. Um, I've still got no confidence in this batting lineup at all. And uh, yeah, uh, if they're just, it, it's just rain. It's just rain is the only thing that will save them here. Well, the good good news is I've just checked this. There's a 75 percent chance of precipitation the whole day. So you know, whichever hour you click at, there's a 75 percent chance it will good. be raining at that point in time. So. Um, we've seen it's kind of squally showers. It's not necessarily consistent rain, or, or apart from like for a couple of hours this morning, it tends to pass over. But uh, I, it does it does seem like there'll be a little bit more time lost from this match. Um, I'm looking ahead to Saturday. Similar story. Quite a lot of weather, adverse weather in the area. Uh, Max, we're going to say goodbye to you now. Are you going to put that yourself on mute and and yeah, so on? Um, Close and, the video and put myself on mute and leave you two to chat about the, the rest. See ya. With the World Chess Championship. World yeah, Chess Championship. World Chess Championship, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my gambit. Um, okay, so, so um, you know, I think that maybe like rained off matches, they should give more points for the first innings leader. Um, for hold on, sorry. I, I I don't think the I think the point I think there are other problems with the point system besides that for the World Chess Championship. I, I, I think like yeah. um, there are no. The, the, you get kind of unfairly penalised for a draw. Um, there's no taking into account performances away from home, uh, that sort of thing. Um, it's yeah, I, and I, I think probably it should be based on the series result rather than the test match result because that's normally how cricket and international at test level is, is sort of organised. Did you win the series? I think you should get more points for winning the series and less on an individual test basis. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's, those are all very fair observations as well. It just seems a bit. It shouldn't be a situation where a team can score 416 for eight and then bowl the other team out for like 280, 290 yeah. at the same point. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Let's talk about South Africa v India really quickly. We, 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 we prefaced this. We did a special show um, for for YouTube um, on on this match oh, after day four. Um, when it looked like it was going to be a, a, a 
bit of a thriller. I think South Africa needed 122. Uh, with quite a few wickets in the bank, but on a, on a, on a spicy wicket. Uh, Dan, they cruised home though, 243 for three. How big a win do you think this is for for the Proteas? Gigantic. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, look, look at their team compared to India. The resources they've got compared to in terms of the player pool and and, and the talent available to them. Um, it's an unbelievable victory. This is, a, I mean, in the same week that Bangladesh beat New Zealand as well. I mean, both results really, really good for the game of cricket. The, the two, I think, considerable underdogs, um, especially Bangladesh in, in, in that case, have, have gone out and, and beaten big teams or successful teams. Yeah. Um, so it's really nice to see because I think that sometimes uh, test cricket, a lot of the time, being really honest with you, it, it is a bit, a bit of a foregone conclusion a lot of the time. Like, you know, in T20, there's a bit more variance because obviously it's a shorter format. And, you know, if one guy, one guy has a day out, then, then no matter how bad your team is, you can still win. Whereas in test cricket, that doesn't happen. The longer format will lead to truer, truer results. Um, so it's great. I think that, that, that all this has happened. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things we've been talking about with respect to the, the the Ashes is that in Test cricket, if you are not the best team and you are playing in bad conditions and you don't perform to the very very best of your ability, you're, you're going to lose and you're going to lose quite badly quite often. Yeah, um, it's yeah. not it's not people saying they are the worst England team of all time. They probably aren't. They're probably just a little bit outgunned and playing away from home. And because you do get the true outcome most of the time in in Test matches, it's it's. That's what happens. Um, and, and conversely, if you if you look at sort of the whole history of test matches, there's, there aren't that many, like really quite few massive underdog victories, uh, like Bangladesh v New Zealand. That 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 happens once every twenty years or something like that. Nearly, it's it's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were trying to think of, of sort of rough comparisons. You know, when Sri Lanka when Sri Lanka chased three hundred and fifty odd in the in the second innings to to um, in South Africa. Uh, was it Kusal Pereira got that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game, mainly with yeah. number nine, all the number, all numbers nine, ten, and eleven. That was a pretty big outsider victory from a from an improbable. Um, well, I think position. probably less so than the Bangladesh. Yeah, one, yeah, right? for sure. It's not. It's it's that's the only test I can think of in recent times that's even in the sort of ballpark in terms of uh, of, of what a a win it was for the outsider. Maybe it would have been like. A good equivalent would have been if Ireland had won that game that they bowled England out for like eighty odd. Yeah, yeah, that would have been that. Would, we're sort of we are talking that kind of territory. Uh, I I think Dean Elgar he finishes on ninety six from one hundred eighty eight. It was about as gritty as you'll ever see anyone uh, be. Uh, and I think towards the end, I don't know if you were, if you if you caught much of this. Um, he was really winding up Mohammed Siraj, who who totally lost the plot. Um, <laughs> It, it, uh, it he's obviously getting under some of the Indian bowler's skin. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of, a little bit of beef in this match, wasn't there? In terms of the uh, kind of the the verbals and verbals throughout throughout the four or five days, really, and a bit a bit of amusing sledging from Pant at some points as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, it seems like maybe there's a not not that much uh, love lost between the two teams right now. Yeah, um, they, there's, there's, there's definitely a bit of niggle there. I think that sort of the way Dean Elgar bats, I think I can see how it would get under people's skin because it looks not very good. And yet he's sort of there scoring 96 runs and winning, winning the match through sight. And, and he seems to be able to do this fairly 
regularly. He's one of those players that can can look bad and can play mistimed shots. Um, but for whatever reason, when he plays a mistimed shot, it, it seems less likely to go to hand or less likely to go up in the air. Um, and 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 I I think I can understand why you'd be um, frus- frustrated. Have yeah. You been, yeah. So he lasted like 120 balls in the first innings as well for for 20 odds. So yeah, yeah. it's a... sort of frustrating innings as well, isn't that? Yeah. Um, from an India point of view, do you think they did anything wrong with the ball um, in in chasing victory? Because uh, they yeah to lose that by seven wickets is quite a surprise. Um, I think that that is a surprise. Takes some 240 on you know final innings with ease. I didn't see a lot of the the chase, so it's it's difficult to really talk about tactics, but. I don't know. I, I don't know. I look at the India bowling lineup. I'm still not like massively convinced by it in terms of the pace options, at least um, from a general basis. I mean, obviously, Tukur, the Lord, took seven seven for sixty one in the first innings, but still not convinced about him long term. You can't hose um, down the Lord, not after this performance. It's it's it's. Yeah. It's, he was he, he's, he's, this, this was the first test he's ever lost, Dan. He averages 20.3 in, in test cricket. He's got 24 wickets in six matches. Everything's coming down the Lord, and you're, and you're t- trying to tell me that he's not the future of fast bowling for, for world cricket. Um, I, I actually, I, I don't think they did too much wrong. I thought, I thought Shardell took a bowl pretty well through the test. There was, a, there was a crack that helped him out a little bit. Have you still got to hit the crack? And, and, and he, he mainly did. The way he did over Markram on the at the end of day three was was really good bowling. Um, I, I I think I would probably chalk most of this up to a little bit of luck for South Africa. Um, they did play a miss a few times, and you're going to need that if you're chasing 240. And Dean Elgar just having a, a bit of a day out. Um, it was he, he sometimes good batters. Do good things, you know. We, we go back to that probability curve and and mm-hmm. expected outcomes. Dean Elgar is is occasionally going to go out and score ninety six off one hundred and eighty eight balls and and grind you into the dust in in tricky circumstances. Yep. That's that's what he's there for is to is to be the guy who um, can survive the Chanderpaul, if you like, um, of of the South Africa, of the South Africa. It could have been like that for England. Well, that's what they wanted from him, wasn't it? But then it's. <laughs> then they decided that they instead they they actually wanted I don't know uh, I mean Saywag um, and and he wasn't he didn't score enough uh, I I I would expect I'd expect we'll see Dom Sibley back at some point pretty soon yeah James Vince I reckon as well will come back because it's, it's just this thing where you're a better player when you're not in a losing team yeah I, well that's that's definitely um, that's definitely how England see it. I'm just going to have a quick look on Twitter. We had a couple of questions on Patreon, a couple on Twitter. Uh, VJ asks, how many ducks will England get this year? So do you want to play us an under-over on that now, Dan, um, for the for the, for the the year? Yeah, how many games is there? Is there less games this year or Well, there's, there's two, two. There's this one and there's one more against Australia. There's three, I think, away in West Indies. It might be four. Maybe that got boosted up to four. So let's say, let's, let's say it was three. That's five. Six home tests. So that's 11. Um, and then are they off to Pakistan in November for a, another three test series, but which could be four tests as well. So 14 matches. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's less than 2021, which it was 19. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at, was it 54 ducks? Just yeah. under three, yeah. just under three a match. 
So we'll go fifth over under forty. Forty. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under. Uh, I I don't think they can be as bad twice. I I disagree with you. <laughs> I, I actually, and I think this is what Ashley Giles said the other day in 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 what was a pretty a pretty difficult interview to listen to. Um, he he said it's going to get worse before it gets better, and I actually agree. I, I so I I I think they plumbed depth this year, and I think there's a couple of reasons for this. One, um, they picked a lot of the wrong players at the wrong time. Two, some of those players were retained for too long. And three, uh, they played basically back to back to back the best bowling attacks in the world. Um, you know, take Sri Lanka out of it. Take Sri Lanka out of it. Although they were in home conditions, but Emble Denya is not in the best bowling attacks in the world, is it? They go to India and they play Aksha Patel and Ashwin in home conditions. So they've got no chance. Like nobody has any chance there. They're they're, they're you're you're cooked. Then they go to England. They play New Zealand. New Zealand are going to they like bowling in England, don't they? It's they're 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 more than comfortable um, rattling through yep. England in in England, and we'll see that again in the summer. Uh, then they play. India once more, and and India's India have got a good bowling lineup. You know, Jasper Bumrah is either one or two in the world, um, depending yeah. depending on, on on what your criteria is. And then they go to Australia, and, and Australia at home with the bowlers they have, who are all, have all been sort of fit, and the replacements that have come in have been good, are are decent. So I don't think they'll have that perfect storm of you know being not very good at cricket. Um, Poor selection and having to play elite players every every single match. I, I I think one of the at least one of those is definitely going to be different this year. Okay, so here I, I get I get I agree with you about the opposition difficulty. I agree with that, but uh, away in West Indies is going to be tough. Pitches probably won't be the best. Um, probably going to be pretty, maybe quite spin friendly. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Um. And we have to also remember a couple of other things. One, Joe Root had in that fifty-four duck year, they had the Joe Root had the season of all seasons, like an absolute worldy season. There's a pretty decent chance that he'll mean revert this year, to some to some extent at least. And also, just batters just aren't very good, no matter who you pick. They're just not very good. Yeah, for level. sure. But we're talking specifically about ducks here. And I, I, I think that their their duck to match ratio is going to dip. Okay, well, I don't, I don't see. see 54. I, I th- I'm going to go under 40. Um, under, under, under might not 40. be a lot under 40. They're on two at the yeah, moment. Maybe the line was a touch higher. Maybe due to a bit of action, we've, we've revised it down to 37. <laughs> or something 37 like that. I think 37's ballpark. That that's yeah. I would expect. We're already on two, so 35 more across. You know, was it 13 more tests? That could definitely yeah. happen. There's okay. a pretty decent chance if it doesn't rain, they'll add to that in the next couple of yeah. days. Um, and then, sorry, let me just get Patreon up because I, I didn't do that um, earlier. We've got some questions in there. Patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod if you would like to become a Patreon. Uh, Vanith and Mark, the last two people to sign up. So thank you very much for um, patronising us. Uh, and seriouscricket.co.uk if you want to head across to see what our sponsors have got on offer. TCP10 is the code for 10% off cricket equipment there. Um, Adam Dallimore on Patreon, and then we will wrap up. A uh, bit off topic, but how long does it take? How long does it go on with with uh, Rishabh Punt? Um, a fantastically pa- talented player, but surely his game plan is somewhat flawed uh, and seems as though he doesn't value his wicket. Is Test cricket 
a, a stretch too far for Pant with a game that doesn't suit a moving ball. Where do you where do you see the future of Rishabh Pant, Dan? He's he is the future. I actually really like him, but and I think his keeping's improved a lot over the last year or two in, in Test cricket. And, and let's not forget his method is worked pretty well. I mean, he's averaging 37 and, you know, apart from Joe Root, <laughs> every good batter would give their, give their right arm for that. You know, like I think there's bigger problems to, uh, at play in test cricket than Richard Pan right now. Um, you know, like he's, he's for a wicket keeper batter. If you're averaging over 35, you're doing incredibly well. So there's not really much drama. Uh, for me, I, I think that it's a bit like we've talked about this before about um, Claire Maxwell and T20s, where like if you if you get out in like a kind of unconventional way a lot because of the way that you play, which has also been proven to be successful over a long period of time, that your your bad shots are magnified a lot more, and so you're considered to like let the team down or whatever it false narratives that there are basically. Uh, and yeah, I think that's that's pretty much where we're at. Yeah, I I, I think that's broadly true. I I I do think with um, that it's it, it's sometimes taken to a little bit of an extreme. Um, I I think he is of, of players in the top six in world cricket. Um, I th- I, he's he's an outlier in terms of how often he plays false shots and how often he gets out when he plays a false shot. Um, he's also an outlier in, in terms of how quickly he scores, and 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 and. There will be a reverse between forced shots and strike rate. Well, yeah, they're, they're, so you 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 so he he is capable of moving the game on, but he does he is doing things quite differently to to other players. Now, I think in some situations, so I'm thinking World Test Championship final here, and I'm thinking this, this test most recently. I'm thinking in some situations you've got to have a little bit more game awareness before you go running down the wicket and trying to smash the ball out of the stadium. I think I think in this test Rassi van der Dusen got to him. I, I think he was sledged out, um, but people people seem to think that Richard Punt is is like the master sledger. So I'm not sure how well that opinion opinion will be received. But I, I think Rassi van der Dusen had a go at him about the drop catch. Um, Pant said something back, and then he went to try and prove a point and got himself out. But and I, I think you know the difference between an excellent player and a, an all-time great is is that kind of moment. Um, but yeah, I don't oh, yeah. need to get rid of him. Um, I think that it's also important to make the point that he's only just turned twenty-four years old in October. Mm. And how many twenty-four-year-olds have played twenty-seven Test matches and averaging thirty-seven? Not that many. In the last twenty years. Yeah, I mean, like you Cook, Cook probably did probably, it, didn't he? Um, probably arrived on on a five five line sheet of paper. Yeah, I, I, you you are looking at the 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 best of the best here, mainly, aren't you? Um, uh, and RK, uh, at the time of posting, five English batters have scored more Test runs than Joe Root in 2022. So that might be higher now. Congratulations! This could be the thing, the year when things turn upside down. Uh, what bold predictions? Allah Crawley's predicted 113. That was me yesterday. Um, Will you make for the year and revisit in 359 days? So, Dan, is there, are there any wild predictions that you'll make this year for, for cricket in general? Yeah, yeah I, we'll talk about it because uh, Joe Root was brought up. We, I've always sort of said a heel, me and revert, I think. Uh, and so my predictions for Joe Root is that he'll average less this year than he did last year, which is a pretty conservative prediction. Um, now, 
I'm going to go for a little bit more of a, a, a controversial prediction as well. My my other prediction is that England are going to have a lower win percentage this year than they did last year. Uh, they're going to be lower. Yes. That I think. All right. So the first one, Joe Root not to do as well. I think that stack that will probably happen um, because he's, he's been so good this year. I mean, he's had one of the all-time great years. Um, but I I don't. I think I think England are going to beat West Indies and beat South Africa over over those test series and win a test against New Zealand at home. So I'm I, I'm I I think they'll be a better team this year based on win percentage. But we'll, we'll see. Like a new manager bounce like we're doing football. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, Allardyce in and um, you know, save off <laughs> save off relegation to the B League. Uh, finally, we'll just we'll just I'll just read out Rajat's uh, super chat. Hey guys, Bearstow played very well. Counter attack. This kind of fight was all all that we expected from England. Hope this continues. England still behind the test. Yeah, I think we can echo that. We're going to wrap up now. Uh, just one more reminder. Serious Cricket are sponsoring this show. TCP10, a 10% off cricket equipment there. Now we've wrapped up in the show notes. Just go down into the show notes and click uh, the link to do that. Um, thanks for coming on, Dan. Uh, and I'll see yep. you later. Bye. Cheers, Dan. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.